0: Collins wants a word. Powered by the new Mitsubishi L200 Trojan. 30% more power and 27% more punch from just £17,999 plus VAT.
1: A warm welcome to you all. Hope you'll soundly
0: enjoy our program.
2: Ian Collins wants a word.
0: the Liebfrau Milch Kenneth. I feel a celebration coming on. Yes, pop them corks and prepare to do the Fandango as we notch up that cosy little landmark known as episode 30 and whilst our promise of performance to do our duty to God and to the Queen remains unaltered we'll also be attempting to shove in some additional savoury delights or rather shamelessly passing themselves off as entertainment. I should warn you by the way, we use that phrase very loosely. Very, very loosely Kev! Loosely! Tonight, there's a guaranteed amount of this.
1: It's your birthday. Happy birthday.
0: A right old beautiful drop of this.
1: Pot shot, eh?
0: You see, that is comedian Rob Rouse, everybody. He's back and on with us, live from the Comedy Store, for the Once A Word Comedy Challenge. We can't wait. And we'd be bitch-slapped like a lemon-sucking front bencher if we didn't supply a quota of this. Fan the penguin! <laughs> Oh, that is going to be just beautiful, everybody. Right now, here is Sideshow Kev. Sideshow Kev! He's the exec producer. He's a man with many talents. That'll be correct, that. He's a man with no discernible talent. Oi! But we love him. Uh, Kev, you got some questions?
2: And what do you think I'd say about you if I did the intro?
0: That's why I'm sitting here,
2: sunny boy. That's why you make the big bucks. Yeah. It's uh, questions and feedback and comments. Questions and comments and feedback and conversation via social media. There's it, conversations? Conversations. You put me whole conversations? It's the conversation of the nation. Indeed. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. What a load of old shit. Ch- via social media, like Twitter, Facebook, and as we know, Adult Friend Finder, where, by the way, we've had three requests, three adult friend requests this past week.
0: We're sending Kev to check them all out individually.
2: Yeah. From Hal in Rio, Hello, Hal. Hello, Hal. Hal said, I left the UK about a year before the Olympics and moved to Rio. I didn't move because of the Olympics, although it was a welcome relief from all the Team GB nonsense. So, imagine my horror at seeing the streets of Rio already badged up and eager to go for Rio 2016. Really? In parts of this city, you'd be forgiven for thinking that the Olympics is next week. Is there no escape from these sporting bastards?
0: I'm trying to think what it was like. Down in London, in uh, you know, after, after 05. Or oh, it
2: it's all so long ago, isn't
0: it? It is, but I don't think the streets were badged up. Um, no. And all the rest of it. But I imagine, you know, Rio, any excuse for a bloody party in Rio. So somebody says, Have oh, we got a party? When is it? Well, it's actually in four years' time, but don't let that bother you. Stick the posters <laughs> up, get the dancers out, open the sambuca, we're off. Hey! There you go. I would say, Hal, enjoy it, because I'm actually sort of in a weird way missing the uh, the, the Olympic fever that managed to flirt its way around the the, the UK zeitgeist.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kev! Yes? Oh, Slip. there's another beauty. Uh, from Ma Horner. Okay. Whatever that means. Will there be a once-a-word Christmas special? I'd love to have a listen while munching me parsnips. <laughs> uh, we have detail on this, Kev. We do. The once-a-word Christmas turkey. The actual release date of it will be nearish Christmas, but it will be... 20 minutes long! 19 minutes! Double the length, it's our Christmas gift to you. Absolutely. Because it doesn't cost us anything, and we're cheap bastards.
0: Simple as that. Next question.
2: From Lisa, who's in Swansea, and she says, here's a fact for your silly collection. What? According to the Museum of Sex, the vibrator was originally used as a medicinal treatment for female hysteria during the 19th century. The vibrator-induced orgasm helped doctors dissipate hysteria's anxiety-related symptoms.
0: Oh, you can imagine. What kind of dirty old doc says, yes, I think the only way to deal with your hysteria is to... And then whipped out a vibro. But, yes, I mean, my money's on the fact... I appreciate that there was little known about many elements of the human psyche back then, and, 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 and even less known... About the female psyche, given the rather sort of sexist nature in many areas of life. But uh, my guess, despite all of that, is that that was down to a bunch of turkey docs who wanted some kind of stirrup action.
2: Yeah. From Sorvad. Doctor Who is back. Doctor Who! Sorvad? Is that a baddie? I think it's Davros backwards. I know Kev's a big fan, but is Ian watching? And is it true he once auditioned for the role of companion? Don't really watch Doctor Who because I'm a grown man! That's mainly why you are missing the best show on television. You know that, right? And you're a particular Matt Smith fan as well. Uh, well I'm, I think, well, I like all of the Doctors in their oh, own they're ways. Dead. They're all no, no, no. In fairness, I like all of the Doctors in their own ways, but Matt Smith is particularly good. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, who's companion? Now.
2: Well, it's still it's still the Ponds. The Ponds are still in it, but they're going to be sort of like you know the Ponds is there more than one. Yeah, they're married. Well, they're not Ponds. The Williams is Really, you watch. It. What the pond I'll lend you the was... box set, and you can you can learn all about it. There's too much detail to go into. Here. The Ginger Girl. Yes. I see. Right.
0: Maybe I need to check this stuff out, or but maybe you aud- I could just sit home and cut my own castanets oh, off. Oh
2: come on! You were missing the best show on television. Yeah. Did you actually audition for it
0: though? Did I when yeah. I was a monster?
2: Well, no. Um, did you audition for the role of companion? Of course perfect. I didn't you did. All right, Langford beat me to it by p- a breath. From Dave the Blue, who says, I noticed that you had Andy Zaltzman on episode 13.
0: That's the British way. so We inure ourselves against failure by assuming that failure will happen.
2: Will you be getting him on again, and will you consider John Oliver as a guest too? They do a podcast called The Bugle, which they is do.
0: very good. Indeed, they do. It's stunning. And they've been doing it for ages now. And yeah, uh, yes and yes, probably. I mean, Andy, I'm sure we will have on at some point. And it would be great to invite John Oliver on too. And uh, it, it, if we can get him on and have a chinwag with him, that would be fantastic. You know, they're, they're, they're good guys. And The, the, the Bugle is exceptional, Frank. Anything else there, Uh
2: Yeah, thanks for asking. From Cy, there's a shop near me that's still selling gollies. Is this okay? It makes me feel really uneasy, but I don't know if I'm being oversensitive.
0: Uh, no, you're not being oversensitive. Just get the shopkeeper's name.
2: And get him arrested!
0: You can't be selling that kind of ca- can you? It's weird.
2: Well, you just, I mean, there's a tourist shop out near uh, Bath, I think it is, in, in quite a touristy area that sells them like as a sort of retro gift item. It's very bizarre.
0: Well, you can kind of th- 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 one would have thought the only place where you would find anything like that would be in a some kind of museum, which will be telling the story of various elements of history and racial history and uh, symbolism and all manner of things. And I know there there will be a school of... Yeah, but it's nothing to do with that. It was actually a separate thing, and it's become... It's hijacked, it's been hijacked. And then another group further hijacked that imagery, and then there was the whole jam thing, and, you know, that got involved, but actually what they were saying here was something... There was a subtext to the overriding narrative and the overarching point they were trying to make was completely digested by our nation, and it's because of that what might to many seem like simple innocuous symbols of fun for kids is in fact something far more sinister. And actually, I think the only question you really need to ask is if you're unsure, then probably don't be selling it in a shop. And I think all of that kind of caper firmly sits, at the very least, by anybody's standards, in the in the domain of unsure, would it not?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think it's bizarre. But yeah. finally, from Bondo, the drunk Irish clown. He's back. Uh, and I don't really know if there's an answer to this. It says, I keep staring at the word spoon, and it doesn't look right to me. I worry about its intentions. It's the same with any word, though, isn't it? You stare at any word and... It's a, a funny word. It's, yeah. a, it's, a it's a particular classic yeah.
0: in, the, in the in the weirdness department. It's like if you keep saying pigeon over and over again. Have try that? Pigeon, just keep pigeon 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 pigeon, 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 pigeon. It's ridiculous. Yeah. The, the word becomes ridiculous. They all do. Some kind of hypnotic mantra thing going on there, I don't know. But um, spoons, yeah, I know are particularly bad for um, epilepsy.
2: <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> if you say so.
0: Oh yes, Doctor Collins. Uh, if you've got any questions you want to throw to us, uh, Ian at onceaword.com, Kev at once We're trying to get as many of them as we can on each uh, show, or a, a cross section that reflects others' questions. If we can't get every single one on, simple as that. Great. Ah! And that scream means only one thing, of course. Uh, this has become almost therapeutic of the nation. Now, random acts of irrational annoyance. We are almost your sounding board for all those little things in life that give you the royal hump. They send your head into a 360. They drive you to distraction. They make you feel as if you've gone do flipping lally. They are random acts of irrational annoyance. Tiny, but to you
2: very, very important. Right, no massive spiral this week? I'm disappointed. I like the massive spirals. Yeah, I like the spiral ones. Kev, have you got one to start us off? I've got a couple, actually. Very simply, and as with all of these things, these ones do come up every so often, but I don't understand people's divine right to think it's all right to jump the queue because they're apparently better than everybody else, particularly at airports. That goes without saying, though. Yeah. The other one, though, is train guards are assholes. <clears throat> and what I mean by <laughs> this is not all the time, and many of them do a great job, they may even be listening to this podcast as they walk up and down, pretending to check your tickets, but... On the train the other day, these two Japanese girls didn't speak much English sitting there and they had the wrong ticket by one station. That was it. The wrong ticket by one measly station. Guard comes along and says, have to find you penalty fare. In their broken English, they are asking in the nicest possible way what they've done wrong, which he isn't explaining, and also if they can possibly avoid it and pay for an extra ticket. Guard is refusing. Now... What does it actually cost him or the company or anything Uh, else to say, you know what, girls, don't worry about it, or I'll sell you another ticket? But he just had to do it. He just had to be that dick. But that's how hospitable we are in this country. Well done, British Rail, or whatever you're called these days. Bastards. Age of the trade, my... (laughs) Uh, I'm
0: going to throw one in here, and that's teachers who think they're Plato. And let's face it, most teachers are kind of... They're a bit good at most subjects. Some are. But yeah. that's, that's it. It's kind of yeah. like a sort of classroom version of a GP. You know, you've got a broad range of stuff. But not usually that exceptional. And, you know, I know a couple, I, I know a few teachers, and Bamba the Gascoigne, they ain't. And that's my problem. And yet, when people describe themselves as a teacher, and the prof- whole profession of teaching is sort
2: of escalated to something punching above its weight, frankly. It's just a thought. I-, I will say this about Bam McGascoigne. He used to scare the shit out of me when I was a kid. Terrifying. Him and Magnus Pike.
1: She blinded me with silence.
0: Jules in Rotstar says, I'd like to nominate my mate Kel as my random act of rational alliance on the basis that she thinks it's perfectly okay to have her nipples pierced and then stick the photo onto Facebook. <laughs> Am I being too prudish? Well, that depends what... Well, how can I put this? It depends what the photograph looks like. Doesn't well, it? well, yeah, yeah. I struggle a little bit with all manner of piercings, and mainly on the basis that they are sort of semi-permanent, really, aren't they? A yeah. the piercing is if if you have if you go scrotal with your piercing, uh, the, 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 the Prince Albert mm-hmm. malarkey. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe uh, for all I know, perhaps you have such attire in your pants. No, no idea. No,
2: no, regrettably not. The only thing I've ever had pierced was, and I know you, you did it, as well. Do you Say regrettably, <laughs> Do you want it now? Do you want? Have you got a hammer? Do you want it done? I'll yeah, get a nail and a hammer. Why not? whop it out. Here you go. Listen. Looks a treat. I mean, that's for piercings. I mean, you and I was in the 90s. Pierced ears were, were all the thing. Yep. Um, We're growing up now. The nipple thing is kind of strange. I'm, I'm not sure uh, sort of who it's...
0: I mean, there, there are couples who c- come to a sort of nipple-based decision and <laughs> se- decide that that there is a sexual component to the the piercing. Hmm. And that's sort of fine. But beyond that... So when you're not exercising your nipple activity in the bedroom in whatever way you decide
2: to do so, it's, surely it's just in the f***ing <laughs> way, isn't it? Well, you would think Drying so. yourself with a towel... But here's an additional question, if you were in the, the you know... Okay. Andre, give me some f***ing right. music! Uh. Let's say that you're actually, you know, you're at it, and the two of you have got your little sort of chains and whatever. If you got caught up, then that's going to hurt as well, right? I mean, I know well, that I... they're there for a particular reason, but if they get... Or is that... Po- I don't know. Am I naive? So,
0: good point, Jules. Uh, yes, you're not being too prudish. And why would somebody want to stick their um, nipples on the on Facebook anyway? <laughs> stick your face on Facebook, otherwise it would be called Nipple Book. <laughs> Melinda Davis in Bournemouth my random acts of irrational annoyance are people who bang on about the state of the economy when they're in a perfectly good job have a satellite dish on the roof a car in the drive take three holidays what the <laughs> f*** is that all about? <laughs> I'm absolutely with Melinda on that I constantly see that you don't want to have one of my arguments on Twitter with people
2: I can't get enough of them <laughs> by which I mean I can get enough of them
0: you're often the person I'm arguing well, okay, with let's, I know, let's but... be fair it's usually based on something like that When people talk about everybody's out of work, no-one's got any money. Yeah. Are you out of work? No. Have you got some money? Yes. Have you got a car? Yes. Right, do you go on holiday? Uh, Yeah, regularly. Right, Okay. Do you buy stuff? Mm. What are you doing tonight? Going out? Where? Cinema? Tomorrow? Theatre? Next day? Party? Get real, you jerks. Day after that, having my (laughs) car pierced. Mike Dewar in Greenock. I'm going for girls wearing tight denim shorts when there's more skin out than there is in. Do none of these people own a mirror? He's just talking about people who wear stuff that's too tight when they haven't got the body to go with it. All
2: right, he's not talking about, like, Daisy Duke shorts.
0: No, I think he's talking about the fact that there is more excess skin poking out.
2: Oh, I see. And there is actually Okay, in. yeah.
0: So, but, you know, you get... Blokes make the... You know, in the interest of not, you know, just bashing hmm. one element of society. Well... You know, blokes, blokes have to say, you know, some of the monsters I've seen in hups... If somebody had told me the man had just eaten a donkey, I would not (laughs) have seriously been surprised. I never saw anything like it, which is fine. Mm. However, he was wearing a T-shirt that was tighter than it should have been. And therefore that rode up to sort of just below his his nipples, which weren't pierced, but... Josh in Manchester, the football season annoys me. Now that we're underway, I have to listen to every ball-based cliché from it was a game of two halves to it never was a penalty. Week in, week out. Can't they just stick a Jerry Adams-type mute on these credits? <laughs> Quite like that idea. Live in Norwich. My random and rational annoyance are penguins. What an utterly useless creature they are. They can't fly, they have silly faces and look ridiculous. We must ban them forthwith. <laughs> <laughs> ban the penguin! Ban the penguin every time. I sort of... My, my sister loves a penguin, so she goes to a zoo. That's the first thing she does, is seek out the penguin. She'll, she knows she's got the app that says, oh, there's a penguin show at three o'clock. A penguin show?
2: Is there a penguin app? What happens in the penguin show? They feed them, don't they? they? Give them some fish. It's not a show, is it? It's not a. Show. It's not singing in the rain. Hey, hey, listen, I've actually got no problem with the penguin, because it, as long as you take it for what it is, which is a comedy character, yes. then it's fine. Don't start taking it seriously as some sort of Proper animal because it's not. It's just it's there to entertain. Well, that's the problem. You know, give
0: me if you want to talk birds, give me an ostrich every step of the way. Oh
2: no, that's comedic as well. Well, it's comedic. But Cliff it's didn't of... realise this early on. He was onto it. He was. No... Well, yes. But nobody ever tried to pretend they were riding a penguin, did they? Hey, you're onto something. I'm not going to stand in the way of
0: your dreams. Good man. Muttley on the Isle of Sheppey says, "I hate living on the Isle of Sheppey." Is this irrational? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's completely rational. It's totally right. The Isle of Chevy is interesting it's got about four prisons on it. It's very yeah. tiny. Mm. Uh, and, it's, and most of the people who live in the Isle of Sheppey live in the prison. Oh, maybe that's why he hates living it because he's in one of the prisons. Could be that. He doesn't say whether he's on at Elmley, or somewhere like that. Oh. But um, yeah, get it's, in touch. It's quite strange in this um The Isle of Wight has a lot of prisons mm. as well, doesn't it? I don't. The Isle of Man. I not whether. Is this because they're island-based? Well, whole well, country's island-based. Think about it. Well, true. But is there any connection between that? Because I mean, the Isle of Sheppey isn't cut off. It's not cut off enough, frankly, for the rest of the UK. <laughs> but it's it's only a, a bridge away. Hmm. But is the Isle of Wight, the fact there are prisons on the Isle of Wight, was that dumb because it's surrounded by water and very small? Yes, it could be. I suppose it was.
2: Like Alcatraz.
0: Yeah, but I think Alcatraz was a bit more of a deal, wasn't it? If you were going to try and escape from Alcatraz, and of course they tried, then you've really got to surmount quite a lot of jip um, and hassle on the way. Mm. Like sort of uh, do- do- dodgy currents and waters. And- With the Isle of Sheppey, you've just got to walk up the A249. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really what you'd call a... And it's not going to go down in <laughs> the annals of the Colditch story, really. No, but well, uh, fair enough. There we are, Muttley. So, fair enough. If you've got any random acts of irrational annoyance, uh, send them to me, uh, Ian at onceaword.com. Or you can send them to Kev and he will just eat them. Kev at onceaword.com.
2: Yeah. What he said. With an improved
0: 175 bhp, 2.5 litre diesel engine, the new Mitsubishi L200 Trojan delivers 30% more power. 400 newton meters of torque also delivers 27 percent more punch for more punch
1: more power and more pickup contact your local mitsubishi dealer for more info
2: sideshow curves showbiz shoebox splink
0: can you believe it even 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 as we hit our kind of birthday landmark of episode 30, you would think at some level the production company, except producers, would say, even the sponsors would go, can we just leave this next bit out just for one week, please? But oh no, high-level board meetings supersede anything that we might think here in the studio, and he's been left alone once again to come out the hatch and deliver... What is widely being described as the greatest piece of radio-based junk you will ever hear in your life. It's called Sideshow Kev's Showbiz Shoebox. I
2: sense jealousy. Yeah. That's what I sense. I think there's a jealous streak. You wish... I'm as green as Shrek. You wish there was a Collins Comedy Cabinet or something like that where you could trot out stuff on a weekly basis. Yeah. You know, Ian, there's no business like show business. Too true. It's like no business I know. Money, women... Or men and fame. What's not to love, really? Well, it turns out for some celebrities, that's not quite enough, so they invent sh. <laughs> Many more famous bots than you think have invented, helped to invent, or hold the patent on a wide range of inventions. So, with that in mind, it's time to play the Crackpot Celebrity Quiz. Andre, give me some Crackpot Celebrity Quiz music, you crackpot, crack addict, crack, crack fool. Eureka! Very Sibylian Collins. Yes. One celebrity, three inventions, but which one is the real one? I like this quiz. Number one. What did tinsel-tonsil-turn Harry Connick Jr. invent? Was it A, a robot Frank Sinatra? B, a digital sheet music display? Or C, Crazy Connick's convex c**k ring? <laughs> B. A digital sheet music display? Correct. It is correct. Ah, hey, yeah. You score one crazy invention point. Thank you, Kev. I don't know. It's episode
0: 30. We're really happy.
2: Yeah. Well, we never thought we'd make it this far. Yes, yeah, another glass. Thank you. Number two. Giant man wizard Pen Gillette of Penn and Teller fame. What did he invent? Oh, probably loads. A, a hydrotherapeutic stimulator X-rated female pleasurer. <laughs> B, a flying car. Or C, those twisty metal magic tricks you get in a Christmas cracker. Ugh.
0: I'm going the twisty metal magic tricks. Are you really? Yeah.
2: I'm afraid it's incorrect. The actual answer is the hydrotherapeutic stimulator X-rated female pleasurer. It's like a bath with jets. Penn invented that. He did. No wonder he does all the talking. Number three, Teatsy Musical Mutant Prince. What did this dude invent? A. A harness and saddle for dogs, so he can ride them around like horses. B. Martika's kitchen. A table
1: set, baby.
2: Or C, the keytar, those rubbish keyboard guitars from the 80s. More of a patent than an invention. Okay, C. The keytar? Yes. You had to think about that, like yeah. you might actually be riding poodles around Paisley Park. I like the idea. This is a man that wrote Slave on his head. It is. C is the correct answer. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's, that's nice. All right. Number 4 It's nice What's nice about it? <laughs> He's got more money than God And a bunch of crap keyboard guitars Number 4 A single sex trading place's bosom exposer Jamie Lee Curtis What did she invent? A. An electronic Ardvark. B. An advanced baby nappy With a wet wipes holder And presumably with a tail hole Or C. Having Lee in the middle of your name See also Dave Lee Travis. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> An
0: electronic hardware. I can't remember. She didn't invent the diaper thing, did she? Yes, she did.
2: Oh, stop it. She did. She invented it. She had, has the rights to some nappy thing with a wipe holder. Number five. Former Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher. What did she have a hand in inventing? A. Misery. ha <laughs> ha. B, soft ice cream, or C, Ian Collins? The answer is B. Soft ice cream. Correct. It is correct. Do you know uh,
0: why and how? Uh, she's a chemist. She studied chemistry. Yes. Didn't study... That's strange. Thatcher didn't study politics. No, sh- What's most of them usually done the politics economics degrees uh, she, she was, did chemistry
2: well she uh, did have a job with the chemist, as you say and the company that the chemist company she worked for were developing techniques to make whipping ice cream so she worked on the team that created what we now know as whipped ice cream which presumably explains her love of milk <laughs> little bit of politics there from the 70s, everybody. Uh, That's the show. -show Can can I just say
0: that Harold Wilson, the Labour Prime Minister, actually took away the milk before Thatcher? Yeah, but she's known for it. I I know. It doesn't make it anywhere near as exciting, does it?
2: It doesn't, but also Thatcher rhymes with milk snatcher. What does Wilson rhyme with? See? It doesn't work. (laughs) Her name rhymed with snatcher. Yeah. What did Jeremy Hunt do? Good question. If you've got any for the showbiz shoebox, then uh, drop me an email if you want to, kev at I'll probably reply if I'm bored and in the pub. I wouldn't bother. Or you can follow me on Twitter, at sideshow underscore kev, you bastards.
0: Why are you just punching up the shop section on Penn & Teller's website, Kev?
2: Well, you have to, don't you? Got to keep the missus happy. Voicemail roulette.
0: Okay, here we go. It is voicemail rule at 07789183262. Did I stick it up to 50 quid? You you stuck it up somewhere. (laughs) Charles Hortree. Again, I I wish. 50 quid uh, for the best call, that's what we said. Yeah. On our 30th show. We are hoping for quality, Kev. Hoping. I'm not full of hope on this, I'm afraid. No. Uh, Have you got the, the machinery? I do. Got the gubbins.
2: I'm throwing what remains of our thirtieth episode cake at it now. You're right. Podcasting, well, yeah, I'm. And I've just finished
1: my new book. It's called "Podcasts Hard for Losers." And you stink. And you know, you're not funny anyway. So shut up. I'm Mike Hanson. Uh,
0: no, you're a nutter. <laughs> How many for a man who hates the podcast? He's,
2: he's trying to get on 30 episodes now. It's incredible. And I think you were nice calling him a nutter. I'd just call him a
0: cunt. <laughs> yeah, no arguments from me. Uh, here's another on voicemail
2: roulette. Hooray!
1: Hi, Ian. It's Raz here. Right, I've listened to you since day one, since you were in the early days until talk sport, and I grew up with you, basically. So I know you live in Bromley. I was thinking, what is the best moment you've had in Bromley, and what's the worst moment? And if you could, where would you move to and why?
0: Anyway, see you later, pal. He's a nice man. Yeah, he's a nice man. T- he's a nice man. Where would I, if I don't live in Bromley, where would I live? Uh, Beckenham, probably. <laughs> really? Uh, Sidcup. Right. Yeah, Eltham.
2: All the great. What about uh, elsewhere in the country? Are you are you firmly round that sort of area? Maybe so back to
0: Scunthorpe for a fleeting visit.
2: Really? It's interesting, you mentioned uh,
0: Bromley. There's this new TV thing called The Glades yeah. starting. And of course, the shopping centre in Bromley is called The Glades. And the strap line for the TV show is Sonny with a Chance of Homicide, hey. which perfectly describes the Glades <laughs> in Bromley. So they've clearly had some kind of uh, synergy deal on that one. So uh, here's another. It's your birthday. Happy birthday.
1: People dying everywhere. People living in despair. On your birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs>
0: That's very nice, isn't it? Somebody's sending us birthday salutations. Yeah. I'm happy for all of that.
2: It, I it, did mention it on Twitter, so there you go. In fairness, we do love to celebrate any any excuse. Really, it's like 21st episode, 30th, 5th, 10th, you name it. But we'll keep going because we just want to bring joy. And I love
0: the idea that somebody went to the trouble of playing that to us down a phone. <laughs> yes. That's brilliant. Yeah. If you if you want to leave us a message on voicemail roulette, remember it can be uh, it can be some kind of moan, monologue, whinge, jape, or jest. Anything you like, a general rant, topical or otherwise, we don't care. Lob it in there. O double seven. 789 1832 62. The one we consider to be the best, we will give. I'm gonna put I'm
2: gonna stick my neck out here. That wasn't a bad selection. It was it effort it, had been made there. Huh? I, I suppose. well, yeah, and we always like it when people do play stuff down the phone to us. We do.
0: Fifty-five pounds for the 55 next. One. £55 <laughs> if you can come up with the best. O 789 1832
1: 62. Ian Collins wants a word. <laughs> Yay!
0: Yeah, I'm very excited about this. You see, Kev, tonight it is the turn of comedian and actor Rob Rouse to take the challenge on all things mirth-related. We'll stick Rob under a comedy spotlight so large it could find a conservative voter in Middlesbrough. <laughs> uh, Rob Rouse is with us. Hello, how are you, Rob? Rob Rouse! Hi, Mr. Colan. Hey. How are you? Very good at this. And listen, I said actor and comedian Rob Rouse, and the reason yeah. I say that is because... I mean, you've done, you know, acting stuff, or, or you know, mostly known for comedy. But the other day, I, I was watching Corrie, yeah, and you popped up.
1: Yeah, I've just, I've just, just for the, uh, your listeners, I've just put my foot up on a stool to emphasise the point, <laughs> um, as a man often does. But yeah, I, I had a scene in Coronation Street. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I I'd a seen with Nigel Havers, yeah. and he, he gave me a glass of free white wine. Free uh, <laughs> And I, I was I, I tried to stifle the urge all the way through the seat to go. Thank you very much, Nigel Havers. <laughs> it was. Uh, but, but, but but when you're acting, you know, you have to you, you you go through what you know what what's this guy about? He wouldn't maybe wouldn't say thank you very much, Mister Nigel Havers. And uh, what what else might he say? What are his lines? I I just get beneath the the, the skin of his character. Uh, for my forty-five seconds on screen, uh, yeah. and
0: it was, so there's a lot of mythology. So you applied the Dustin Hoffman kind of approach to acting to. That's you? how I
1: look at it. Yes, yes exactly. Because I was coming in to buy the bistro off Gail and Nick. That's right. So uh, I, I I went out. I spent a couple of months just trying to buy bistros uh, and just trying <laughs> to trying to get wine off off Nigel Havers, asking yeah. people in pubs to pretend to be Nigel Havers and hand me the wine. Just, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't want to over prepare. But I didn't want to go in underprepared.
0: No, I thought. I mean, to be honest, I mean, if I said, you know, tear to a glass eye, I wouldn't be overstating the case when I watched <laughs> that performance.
1: Thank you, thank it you. Was... I, I, that's weird That means you know, that, that means a lot. You know, and it's. Because I know that you don't give up those kind of props easy, you know. <laughs> I can sweat that one out of you. But, listen, uh, we
0: got there. B- before we get on to the challenge here, um yeah. y- you are gigging. Of course, you're you're always gigging. You've just done Edinburgh. Uh, you're, you're now t- touring. Uh, big tour. I, I didn't do Edinburgh. I didn't oh shit! Sorry, I'll ask that question That's again. Right. I'll ask no, that no, question. It's fine. Ar- no, yeah, leave, leave
1: it. It's a podcast. Leave it minute. <laughs> this is what the punters like. Life. <laughs> That's why people listen to podcasts. It's not edited. It's not sanitized. Ian. Maybe sometimes you might say bottom or, <laughs> or cleft, and, and they and you leave it in. I'm really into podcasts at the moment. I, I really enjoy
0: them. No, they're brilliant. But br- you're right, for that, for that exact I, I, I
1: didn't do Edinburgh just because my, my son started school today. My <laughs> oh. boy went to school. Wow. So I, I didn't want to spend the whole of August in, in Scotland. Yeah, of course. Just before he started school. So I thought I'm gonna do, I, I'll, I'll do the tour without doing Edinburgh. That's
0: my plan. So where's the tour going, Rob? Because you you tend tend to go everywhere, don't you, on these trips?
1: All over the United Kingdom. And and it starts up in Crawley on the 28th of September. And then I circumnavigate uh, all the counties uh, over the next, the following three months.
0: Fantastic. Right up to, well, it's like Christmas, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think it's about mid-December. Yeah, all all the dates are on robbrouse.com.
0: Fantastic. Listen, um, are you ready for these questions, Rob?
1: Let's
0: bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it. Okay, let's uh, kick off then. So this is Rob Rouse taking. And it's multiple choice. It's multiple choice, yeah. So you, you if oh. if you jump in before you've heard the choices, you might lose a point. Might shaft myself. Yeah, you don't. All want, right. Don't want to do that. No. Are you, are you, so Rob's ready. Are you ready, Kev? I'm always ready. Here we go. I'm not
1: playing against Kevin.
0: No, no. You're on oh, no, your no. no. own on this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: All right. Who am I playing
0: against? You're on your Todd, Rob.
1: Is it, has anyone done this before?
0: You are the first of this new series. That's it's going to be like the
1: first one to go on the Top Gear test track.
0: yeah, well you're, yeah you will be top of the leaderboard, regardless. Okay, great, yeah, cool. <laughs> it so doesn't matter what you score, you're and up you there already. Keep
1: altering, you can you can tweak the stats if you need
0: to. Yeah, in. we can keep you up there, that's not a problem. Yeah, at all. Good luck. Yeah. Oh, brown good Brown luck. envelopes, Rob, brown envelopes. Just,
1: just cut that bit out, the
0: podcast, <laughs> No, leave it in, leave it in, let, let know the reality of how he operates. <laughs> it's grim. Here we go. <laughs> Here's question number one for Rob Rouse. Uh, Rob, whose comedy yeah. catchphrase was Can You Hear Me, Mother? Was it A, Sandy Powell? B, Sandy Shaw, or C, Sandy Toxvig.
1: <laughs> God, for Sandy Shaw's catchphrase, she used to put something after the word mother, which was really shocking for anyone in the audience. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm going to guess Sandy Toxvigs.
0: The correct answer is... A Sandy Powell. Oh, we had to do a bit of googling. Sandy Powell was before all of our time, uh, but uh, yeah, apparently that's what Sandy Powell. It was a bloke. He used to say, "Can you hear me, mother?"
1: Oh, so I didn't even have a chance.
0: No chance whatsoever. I
1: had no chance.
0: You see how we've wired this thing up?
1: Yes, yeah, it's brutal.
0: <laughs> Number two, who won the best newcomer at Edinburgh this year? Was it Daniel Simonson Pappies or, yeah. or Roy Walker?
1: It was Daniel Simonson. I know that one. I know that one. Because um, Pappies, uh, they couldn't win the newcomer. And Roy Walker, is uh, he, he's, he's been going for about two or three years. So he couldn't have been in.
0: <laughs> Not a chance. So it got to be
1: Daniel Simonson.
0: And he's busy recording that catch-ray show. So
1: exactly. Never, never a get
0: a bad
2: schedule. Using his time machine, presumably. <laughs>
1: exactly. Exactly. I met him, I met him quite a few years ago uh, where, I was with Marcus Brigstock oh, yeah. I met him in, in Southport and he told us a story about, uh, about, just about making sure you always get paid at the end of the gig which involved him holding Marcus Brigstock uh, up against the wall by his, uh, his collar like his throat Super. and, and, and to, to demonstrate what he did to a promoter who's trying to stiff him
0: it's brilliant. I love <laughs> that.
1: Billion. That's right.
0: Anyone who puts a Liberal Democrat up against a wall is good in my book. So. It's hilarious. <laughs> Here we go. Question number three Which yep. failed sitcom starred Wendy Craig, Sheila yep. Hancock, and that old woman from Bread? Was it. <laughs> A. I know that, Yeah,
1: that, that's, her, that's her actual, that's
0: how that. she's listening. <laughs> <back>. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, you go to IMDB, that's how it comes <laughs> up. <laughs>
1: Although it, it, it says that old woman off of
0: bread. <laughs> off of bread, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the one. Was it A, the Brighton Bells? B, yep. the Margate Massive? C, yep. the Blackpool Babes?
1: <laughs> Pot
0: shot. Uh, a? Is B. the correct answer. It was A. Oh, a. Really I I a, a yeah, the, yeah, that wasn't shifting to the B. The Brighton that's Bells. Do you remember it, Rob, that? It lasted... Do you remember it, Kevin? It was the Golden Girls, wasn't it? It was the remake of the Golden Girls. Yeah. I was probably
1: been busy watching the Golden Girls. That's, <laughs> that's
0: probably why. <laughs> well, the Golden Girls was great, but this was... It was the, brilliant, yeah, yeah. they attempted to kind of rip that off, and it was just right. yeah, horrendous. Kind of niche, niche stuff the
1: Golden Girls, you know what I mean? If you here
0: we, about, here me. we go, question number four for yeah. Rob Rouse on the Comedy yeah. Challenge, everybody. It's this. Which politician did Julian yeah. Clary famously insult at the 1993 British Comedy Awards? Awards, was it A, Norman Lamont, B, Nigel Lawson, or C, Kenneth Clarke?
1: Mm. He fisted Norman Lamont.
0: Correct. Fisted, I Norman oh. He, he, oh. He
1: fisted him in the bottom, and then he came out and told everyone about it. It was
0: brilliant, wasn't it? Actually, I don't think was Lamont that bothered, I don't know. <laughs> the, 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 the Daily Mail were absolutely apoplectic. Well,
1: to be fair, Norman Lamont always looked surprised,
0: didn't he? <laughs> Here we go, with question... Number five, whose Edinburgh show this year was called Let's Go Mofo? Was it A. Jack Whitehall? B. Jared Christmas? C. Doc Brown?
1: Or is it Sandy Shaw? <laughs> um, uh, I, oh, I think it was Jared, Jared, Jared Christmas. Sorry. I think it was Jared Christmas.
0: Let's find out is the correct answer. It's oh, another yeah. point for Rob Rouse. He's doing very well here, Rob. Number six. What oh, does... Jared. Jared, he's
1: not on at the comedy store with me at the moment, no. He's not? He's not here. No, it's just...
0: Joking. Who's on with you tonight, by the way?
1: Who's on? Uh, Ian Moore and yep. uh, Jimmy McGee are on at the moment. It's a Wednesday night, so we
0: have two acts. Fantastic! And you're MCing tonight, of course. And I am tonight. Yeah, I love the fact yeah. that you are so cool at this, Rob. That you're able to go into your dressing room, which I know in the Rider has all manner of things like fish tanks and velvet, and you're <laughs> able to just uh, do a do an interview with us while there's a show going on at Manchester's no, Comedy Store. It's not a problem.
1: It's either I just sitting there crying and looking at you know, just looking at myself in the mirror. <laughs> wondering what's
0: happening. Question number six. What does yeah. the CK stand for in the name Louis CK? Ooh. Is it Comedy King? B. Nothing at all? Or C. From the Hungarian name Ceskale? I'm pretty
1: sure it's from his Hungarian uh, name Ceskale. I'm
0: pretty sure it is. So I'll go uh, for C. It's the right answer for Rob Rouse. Uh, We have one final question, Rob.
1: Lovely, with CK. It's
0: brilliant. Yeah, too right. Number seven is this. Which town has a comedy venue called the Laughing Cow Comedy Club? Is it A, Canterbury, B, Cardiff, C, Hull? Dum-dum. 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 We don't need to edit any effects (laughs) on this. Rob's doing his own. Dum-dum.
1: (laughs) <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, B. Five one straight down the middle.
0: The answer is penalty. C. It's whole.
1: And it bent just to the right. And I went to C.
0: <laughs> Which means at the end of all of that, uh, Rob Rouse has scored. Should we add them up, Kev? Yeah, let's Should, do
2: that. Uh, Rob scored yeah.
0: at one, two, three, four, five. That's five out of seven. That's very reasonable. That's right, five out of seven. Very Rob, pretty
1: good mark in the
0: sun. It means it puts you right at the very top of of the leaderboard. Of the leaderboard, um, in a position totally solo at the moment because you're the first one of this series. <laughs>
1: I, th- I think I might stay there for an
0: abnormally long amount of time. Uh, but you might have a good point on that, so we yeah. will we will wait and see. Rob, we're going to let you get back, because you've got to do I, stuff. I should. I
1: think Jimmy McGee might be wrapping up. I should probably go. And
0: uh, robrous.com, all details on there.
1: www.robrous.com. Yes, Fantastic. that's me. Good man, Rob. Thank you, Ian. We will speak Brilliant, very nice soon. You. See you later. Love, love. Take care, Rob.
2: Bye-bye. Rouse, bye-bye. Credit Stream.
0: Okay, get the hankies out, kids, in the best interest of pod-based longevity. That is the end of episode 30. And what a blowout. It's been a polite reminder that all previous episodes, that's now an impressive 29, obviously, are still available for free to download. And if you're at iTunes, make sure you pop us a nice five-star review. Thank you to you for downloading. Thanks to all of our guests. All can be found on Twitter. So can we at IanCollinsUK. The in-show feature and sponsor music is by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. The show's technical operator is on Andre Porch, programme edited by Sarah Newton Co, our researcher was Kate Bush, and today's Chunky Fat comes courtesy of Steve Sanders, who tells me that if you were to lay all your veins, capillaries and arteries, end to end, you'd be dead. <laughs> Clever, lad. Oh, and as ever, the In Show Catering was provided by Abdul's Coffee Shack. And as those nights get darker and your mood begins to wilt, join us next week for the Once A Word post-summer laugh attack extravaganza featuring funny stuff. Goodbye. A Big Things Media Production.
2: Big Things!
0: Ian Collins wants a word. Powered by the new Mitsubishi L200 Trojan. With aircon, alloys, and attitude. More power, more punch, more pickup.
2: What do you think you're doing, lovely boys?
0: There you go, Muttley, thank you for that. Oh, I wait four five oh, I wait four five. What? That's my <laughs> There you go, Muttley. That
2: that's that bit's going at the end. <laughs>